The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. What's going on? Happy Victory Monday! That's right, we're back Monday. The Cowboys defeat the Chicago Bears. Put up almost a half a hundred, Kurt. A nice. half a yes. hundred. 49-29, the Cowboys have an offense of explosion. There yeah. is no live view of the Tostitos Championship Plaza, but there is a view of us. He is Nate Newton. That is Kurt Daniels. I am Jesse Holly. Together, back again. We back. are hanging with the boys. The sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us when we speak. <laughs> and if you were watching that game Sunday at AT&T Stadium, the Chicago Bears and company felt the Dallas Cowboys in every which way, form, and fashion, hanging 49 points on the Chicago Bears. The Cowboys scored in their first four possessions, Mm. touchdowns in their first four possessions, a feat that has not been done since 2005, it was, by the Indianapolis Colts. 14. 14, excuse me. against them. Indianapolis Mm. Colts, they scored in their first four possessions. They had things rocking and rolling. It was one of those performances that I think we all needed to see, at least offensively. Now, we'll go through some things that happened defensively. You're saying this is an offensive team now? I'm saying that we needed to see a game like this from the offense. You were absent your star running back in Ezekiel Elliott. No problem. Insert Tony Pollard. You felt some kind of way about that? Oh, it doesn't matter how you <laughs> felt about it, Nate. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm messing yeah. with you. No, no but, but this, was, this was one of those games offensively I think Dak needed. And not needed in the sense of he needed to prove to the world that he could still play football at a high level. I think he needed it, and we needed it to see from what I took from it was this was a guy who looked in control. He looked confident. He looked comfortable. Yeah. He looked like he was the old Dak. He didn't look like he was questioning where the ball should go. It didn't look like he was pump faking a lot or, 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 or hesitant in his decision making. He looked like he was back and true to form, and that was something that we needed to see. And before I get to these guys, reminded that this segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. I'll start with you, Nathaniel. Your boy Zeke was out, but it didn't matter. Tony Pollard 131 yards rushing on 14 carries, 9.4 yards a carry. What do you got to say about that, man? And is there now a running back controversy? <laughs> Only in the mind of the weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm serious about that. It, it amazes me. Uh, and if you talk to Coach McCarthy personally and out in the open, he tell you these are my guys. They, they both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. We know how to use them. They, they do their job. And this is what's so amazing is Tony only carried the ball 14 times. Mm-hmm. He has been in other situations where he's carried the ball 11, 12, 14 times. Yeah. 
when when you get hot as a player, you know there's just sometimes the doors open. And and all you need is a crack. Well, yes, they have more than a crack. Oof. If you look at the holes that were put there, he has some he gaping took, holes. He took advantage of it. My hat's off to Tony Pollard. Great job. Zeke comes back whenever he comes back and and be who he is. Now, uh, Malik Davis did a nice job. Mm -hmm. Dak carried the ball five times for, I think, 33 yards and a touchdown, 25 minutes long. These guys are working uh, with uh, taking advantage of their moments. Tony Pollard took advantage of his moment on a big stage. Uh, I still feel the same way. I still say that they are one unit. Uh, one will not survive long without the other because the book, the books get wrote and get clearer and clearer on how to stop someone. So I love what Tony Pollard did. I'm about, first and foremost, this is what I've been taught, I'm about winning first. Now the characters that fit into them blocks or those circles or those squares may change. But at the end of the day, Nate News about the Dallas Cowboys winning, and they won handsomely. Yeah, Kurt. You, you, well, you you knew that the the people were going to start crying. Oh, we need Pollard, more Pollard. This uh, Pollard's a better back and and such. But I agree. I mean, this this isn't like quarterback where it's one or the other. Yeah. When I mean, you use both of them, there can be running. Who I don't know if it was McCarthy or Jerry said you've got two number ones on this team. Why take a why you know. Let one overshadow the other. They should be equal. You should run who's hot. You should, you know, this, that. You know, one provide that spark. The other provide that muscle. It's a great problem to have. And I think the way that Kellen Moore can use them and continue, he's used them in the past and continue to use them, is you use them both. You don't, the way he you don't used them yesterday, inside, short yardage, Tony was very explosive, uh, exploding into guys, uh, outside, uh, the nice pass. I believe they had a pass about. 26 or so yards. The way they used him, which I've been that's, – that's the way I envisioned him. Uh, I think where we get lost at, and I keep, I keep telling folks where we getting lost at, not Jesse, not Kurt, but you know, and, and we get lost during the offseason or we get lost when we say cap. Now cap turns you against Zeke. Oh, well, he's making $12 million, <laughs> yeah. and Tony on his – but guess what, y'all? Tony's up. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's up, y'all, since, you know, since that's how they look at him. Yeah. I don't look at him like that. I look at him like he's an integral part and a very important part of the Dallas Cowboys. He's yeah. explosive. They're using him correctly, and they still only use them, I think, all together about 18, 19 times. It's less than that, I guess. Yeah. 14 and I, and runs I, and one catch. One I think. catch, yeah. And, I, and I've talk, I talk to people doing training camp. A few guys, I'm not going to call their names, because they were just – I think they were just basically talking because I was like, man, Tony, Tony, wow, man, why y'all don't get Tony more – I mean, he's explosive. Why y'all don't give him more reps just throwing that out there? And the person I was talking to was a higher-up official. He said, because we know he's at his best under 20. Yeah. We know he's at his best under 20. I like what you said. I yeah. wonder what you think is that they you can't have one with that. They feed off each other. And right. Over the long term, you need them both. I mean, it's – what was it you said? They, 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 I can't remember the exact quote. You just said it a minute ago. Yeah. It was in my mind. But it's like <laughs> you, you, you need one without that. They need each other. Yeah. See, the thing about it is you know Zeke can hammer, and he can do it back-to-back. Back. And now – I mean, he's injured. He he hammered last year, injured. This year here, they saying no Zeke. 
we got this. We don't need you to hammer injure. We, what you don't want to do is take a very, very great athlete who's very, very explosive and try to turn him into he never did it at Memphis, he never did it at high school, he never uh, – uh, so if this kid never – he didn't even do it in Pop Warner. Yeah. They was interviewing him saying, when the last time you had 17 carries? <laughs> he like, I don't yeah, think I never had 17 carries. This, this – when you talk about giving more Pollard or making Pollard the de facto number one and loading him up and being able to do it, I I I, I was a part of a team and an experience uh, experiment and an experience that didn't fare well. Um, back in the day, uh, you know, God rest my good friend Marion Barber when mm-hmm. he was tag teamed up with Felix Jones, yeah, mm-hmm. and it gave that one two punch where Marion would come in and, and do what he did very well, and then Felix would come in and they would run plays would do what he did very well. Well, then it came down to that whole where we're, where we're getting ready to hit of you know contracts, paying guys. Felix was the first round pick, and it went on to. Instead of keeping Felix in that lean, mean, shred machine. You remember that, don't you? Oh, oh they said, no, you bulk up. Uh. You bulk up, and we're going to make you the feature back. And it was it was the beginning of the end for the back in Felix Jones yeah. because he had went and put on all this weight and got bulked up, and his body just couldn't. He had never carried that much weight. Hmm. And he lost his ability to be elusive and, and fast and fast twitch. And, and so for... You know, a game like this, what you see Tony Pollard, and I think you guys are both making fantastic points of, you know, and whoever that was that you were talking to is he is more efficient when he's under 20 carries. And you saw that yesterday. And then, trust me, if you can get 131 yards and 14 carries, I'll take that any day, all day, twice on Sundays, noon game, 3 o'clock games, Monday night game, whatever it is. Uh, and, and that's an efficient factor. So they got the running game going the way they needed it to go. But, Kurt, I, I want to go to you and the quarterback. Okay. You know, with Dak Prescott, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, we know what he was week one, right? And we saw that happening in week one. And then, you know, he's out for five weeks and the Cooper Rush experience happens. And then he comes back and it's like, okay, it's, a, it's an okay game against the Detroit Lions. But this was the game that he came out. And again, he took charge of this offense. And it looked like old Dak. Like he yeah. looked like, as Jerry would say, he was spinning that thing. You know, he got a little greedy, and he admittedly, admittedly so. He yeah. said, I, yeah. I was feeling a little good, so I figured I'd try to stroke one more in there, and it, cut, it didn't quite go where it needed him to go. But but is that something that you look at from Dak Prescott and go, man, we can have – because 27 passes. You talk about an efficient football game. Mm-hmm. He was 20, 21 of 27 for 250 yards and a two couple touchdowns. touchdowns and an interception. Uh, yeah, two touchdowns and, you know, an interception. That that that's a one a one fourteen quarterback rating. Is that the type of football game that Dak Prescott has to play every single game in order for this team to be a Super Bowl contending? Team? Well, he's going to have to play that way against the good teams for sure. Um, I think that was as much as we talk about this is a defensive team and and we got to gear towards the defense and all that, which in the big picture they do. They're not going to get far if their quarterback isn't who he needs to be. And I think we saw that yesterday. Now, again, he was playing a Bears defense that was struggling. It's not by any means the best in the business. But they need that kind of performance, that kind of game management where he's not trying to do too much. He did on the interception. But overall, he, like you said, he had command of the game. They're going to need that from him as they do face 
you know, the Eagles again and get in the playoffs, that kind of thing. You know what was interesting to me, and Mike McCarthy alluded to this early in the week, he talked about one of the things offensively that was a blinking light. It was a blinking light. It's something that stood out to us. It, it means something, and it matters, and it's been a, a, a thorn in the side of the Cowboys offensively this season, and that's third down. Hmm. They were ranked 30th in the National Football League on third down conversions. Yesterday, they were 9 of 11, 81%, basically 82% conversion rate mm-hmm. on third down. Like, to me, that goes back to a place where we, 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 we kick him when he's down as far as Kellen Moore and when he does some of that glitchy stuff. And Dak Prescott, when he sometimes gets away from himself. But I thought yesterday they had married a game plan from start to finish that was so smooth. Um, and even in my notes, I, I remember writing, I'm writing down notes and I'm writing down notes and I'm looking at this stuff as, as the game is going on. And I just stopped. And I just wrote W O W exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, and I underlined it three times. Because I thought offensively they put on a type of teach tape clinic with the way they were using the – they used every area of the football field. They had the running game going. They were in three tight end sets at times when you had, you know, you had the the young boys in there. Mm -hmm. Schultz got going. They finally started throwing the ball to 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 Michael Gallup in ways that Michael Gallup can be successful. See the whole curls and hitches, anything that he has to start, stop, and start again is not a good route for him right now. Oh, but if you can keep him on the move, if you can get him in slants or bang eight post or deeper slants or quick out routes or, or, or fade balls, those are the routes that get Michael Gallup going. They got CeeDee Lamb in here. He's kind of hit his average five catches of 70-something yards. Everyone was eating in this offense yesterday. And when you have an offense as potent as that, where everyone becomes a viable option in the offense, whether in the running game or the passing game, I think this team becomes really, really, really hard to beat. And yesterday, Kellen Moore, I thought Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, whoever the hell you want to put in this mix <laughs> of how it happened, it happened. And that was that was very, very welcome a welcoming sight. And it gave us, it gave me at least, confidence that if they can keep at this pace, that it's gonna be really hard to beat this football team. But they must clean some things up defensively. And we'll go to a break. Six for six. We'll go for a break. Third downs, halftime. They were six, halftime, six for six. There you go. That's a hundred percent. And then we, then we all of a sudden turn to mad scientists and throw an interception. <laughs> we're going to talk about this team defensively, and still the area that they have to improve on if they're realistically going to be a Super Bowl contending team. Stay right here with us. Is hanging with the boys. We're coming right back after this break. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeedGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Welcome back. We lit. We live. We local right here at the star of the SWBC studio. We are celebrating Victory Monday. The Cowboys whooped up on them uh, Bears. So now, so far, if we're doing the math right, right, it's I'm not scared of Lions. We beat Tigers, Bengals. We beat and Bears. So we took care of nursery rhyme. We ain't scared of lions, tigers, and bears. The Cowboys got this thing up and rolling as they head into a much-needed bye week. There's a bunch of guys who are banged up on this football team, and we'll talk more about that more in the show. But this segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain blockchain.com. Also, Q Barbecue Fest. Menelite is proud to bring you the Q Barbecue Fest Dallas. Come out to Menelite House at at and Stadium this weekend, November 4th through November 6th for the best barbecue in the country. Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of at and Stadium. Get that barbecue. I had some brisket on Sunday from Lockhart at the game. Ooh, that's that thing a good be, spot. I mean, that thing be hitting something. Serious down there, Texas Live. If y'all never do anything, you know, not you guys. I know you guys are always working. But for the fans, if you're not doing nothing, y'all guys can always come out and see me at Texas Live where I do my thing over there every single Sunday for the Cowboys game. Home and away. So come holler at your boy. But as we get more into this game, Cowboys defeat the Bears 49. 40 burger, almost a half a hundred to 29. A, 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 a really, 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 really impressive victory for the Cowboys as they head into the bye week. Uh, and we speak about this thing on the defensive end. You know, Nate, you always talk about time of possession. And the, the, the Bears, they had the time of possession. And I don't know if that played a factor into that defense. Well, no, they, yeah, they, they did win the time of possession. So I don't know if that means that the defense was out there a little bit longer. The Cowboys had just signed uh, Jonathan Hankins because they were figuring – if this may be the missing piece for us defensively, mm-hmm. we, we we have an all-world player in Micah Parsons. We like the pieces that we have around him with Tank, with Fowler, with Sam Williams, who did not play due to injury, but other guys like Watkins and Osa and, and Bohanna and all those guys. 
Uh, we got some steady Eddie linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch and Anthony Barr. They're not killing the scene, but they're not hurting you, at killing you. They're, they're steady Eddie. They're, they're, they're good, but they're not great. And then on the back end, you just have uh, outside of Anthony Brown, who has been just getting picked on the last <laughs> couple of weeks, haven't been a really good football player. You have your all-world player and pro bowler in uh, 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 Diggs. But they allowed 240 rushing yards. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, it was because of Justin Fields and all this other cup. Even if you take away the amount of yardage what Justin Fields ran for, and I think it was 60, right. you're still talking about them giving up 180 rushing yards from running backs. And this has been a, a, a long, frustrating conversation when it's come to this defense. It's the one mark that they haven't been able to check off and – uh, we, I've said this a hundred times before. I'm always thinking playoffs. I'm always thinking when it matters. I'm always thinking one-game scenarios, not season scenarios, one-game scenarios where a team has to put together a plan to beat you one time. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, the Cowboys have been defeated because they have not been able to stop the run. And it was on display again yesterday. Kurt, what what do you do? What what do you say? How do you fix this? Is this is this personnel? Is this schematic? Is this just one of those things where you're saying, "Hey guys, we're we're going to be a bad run defense." Yeah, that's but, see, that's what I'm kind of wondering. It, there's a theory out there that that I mean, Chicago couldn't pass. I mean, they just don't have a great passing game, so they were going to run the ball. I mean, they're down by how you know two scores, and they're still running the ball. I mean, that's just what they're going to do. And so, yes, they are going to rack up some yards. Plus. You know, there's some people asking, was Dallas like, sure, run the ball, eat up that clock. You know, we've got a two-score lead. If you want to turn your way down the field, we're just going to let you eat up the clock, and that'll be fine. And, it's, I mean, we always talk about making a team one-dimensional. They made them one-dimensional. I mean, all they could do was run. So do you think that was intentional? Was that a plan, or were they just like they couldn't stop them and there's nothing you can do? Now, of course, the worry is – when you start facing the 49ers of the world or the Eagles, you know, can you suddenly turn it on and stop somebody? But I don't know. It's it's hard to tell from this game yesterday. Are they really that bad a run defense, or is that just part of their mindset? Nate, you know, I, I uh, I'm with you, Kurt. You know, you wanna you wanna say we brought in Jonathan Hankins, and you know, uh, my 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 question is, I don't want to get overboard. It's been Detroit. It's been the Bears. In games like this in my past, win the game. They won the game. They worked on some things they needed to work on offensively. They didn't do what they wanted to do run-wise defensively. But we keep saying 29, 30, 49, and half a hundred and all of this. Uh, You're going to give up something if a team scores 29 points. They didn't give up much in the passing game. Actually, interception got taken away from them. So let's just see. Time gonna tell on this run defense thing. Time gonna tell. Uh, now you don't want to tell where it may knock you out of having a first uh, week at home uh, uh, a bye week. You want you don't want to tell on you like that. But uh, time gonna tell. Was time gonna tell. So 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 here is a statistic when I look at it and you start talking about a team that didn't pass the ball efficiently or didn't pass the ball a lot in this game. When I go look at the tackles, when I start seeing that. Your leading tackler with seven 
Donovan Wilson. Your second leading tackler with six. These are all solo. Mm-hmm. Jaron Curse. Mm-hmm. Your third leading tackler. Solos. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs. You don't get to you don't get to a linebacker of someone who's supposed to be in mm-hmm. the action until your fourth leading tackler, and that's Leighton Van Der Esch at four solos. Now, all of those guys combined for eight tackles. Um, the numbers that I gave you are all solo tackles, but yeah. uh, Donovan Wilson, seven solo tackles, one assisted. Curse, six solo tackles, two assisted. Trayvon Diggs, six solo tackles, two assisted. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, four uh, and, and, and four. And then you got Dante Fowler. I'm sorry, Dante was five. So you really don't get to a linebacker. Yeah, yeah Dante was five. So you, you're looking at that, that statistic and you're saying, when your DBs and safeties are having to fill in and have all these tackles, that tells me that there's something functionally wrong on the first two levels. Yeah. And this isn't the first time. When we go back to the Detroit game, we talk about Malik Hooker had 12 tackles. Yeah. And he's your free safety. This isn't a guy who's down in the box like at times Donovan Wilson is or J. Ron Curse is. This is a guy with the last line of defense. So for me, I look at this and I go, man, there's so many plus that happened on this defense. And I'm going to die on this hill of believing that there has been a, a fundamental mindset that has come forth for this defense that we're all about the sack party. Okay. That we're all about going to get the sack. That because I, I listen to what the guys say. I watch the I watch the guys on the field and I look at I watch Tank Lawrence two or three times on that in that game, knowing I'm playing a mobile quarterback, and yet and still you Rush come in inside. there inside, yeah. out of control, and he spins out and gives up big yardage. Yeah. So so to me that tells me that there's a lack of focus on what you're supposed to be doing. So it's got it's not necessarily a lack of talent or bulk, it's just a lack of of responsibility taking care of your where you're supposed to be. I think guys are more dead set on we're going to have fun at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we're and and sometimes not even being situational aware listen, of Listen, if you listen to the post games and they saying exactly what you saying. If you listen to the post game, Parsons all of, if you listen to the post, they are saying the exact when they were in run set, we were we were we were get after the passer mode. What what has to happen here? What has to happen? But let me let me just say this. Let me let me pose this question to you, Nate. Isn't that something? When you look at it, you go, "How is it that you come into a game when you when you put on the film and the first thing that Coach Quinn puts on the board is?" Hey, guys, this is the number one rushing team in the National Football League. How does your mind go, we're going to get the quarterback as a, as a sack, right? Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? It's like, what, what was your mindset when you had to go out and you had to go, you always say Jerome Brown or, or Reggie White. Or, like, isn't your mindset differently, your focus set differently when yeah, you had to yes, go up against is, those but, guys? But that's where Coach Quinn got to reestablish what your roles are as a defensive tackle, as a defensive end, what your roles and what your rules are. And you you have to work on it. Uh, they, uh, they rushed the ball 49 times mm-hmm. yesterday. Hmm. Uh, and like I said, to a man, they went basically – 
just what you just said. You know, fellas, I said and I continue to say, you have to earn the right to rush the passer. And if if these dudes don't figure it out, it'll get figured out for them. If Coach uh, Quinn can't help them figure it out or Leon Lett can't help them figure it out, it'll get figured out again, and then we'll be sitting here at the end of the year saying, wow. But I'm thinking that if you're going to do business on this bye week as a coach, I, I, I got to believe with all my heart that Coach Quinn is sitting down with his defensive line coach and his linebacker coach saying, this can't happen, fellas. Mm. We all – see, this is the thing that Jesse, Kurt, Shannon, when he used to be here, and probably every talk show host – because I've been on this forever. Fellas, what happens in the playoffs when they come out and rush for 160 yards? And they can dictate to us. How many times have you heard me say yeah, that? Yeah. Well, right about now, our defense is flying high. And I'll ask that same question. You brought in Jonathan Hankins, and you gave up even more yards. <laughs> you got, I'm, I'm being honest, yes. You gave up even more yards. That's funny. And, that is funny. And, 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 and this, is, this, is, this, this is what hurts. Is It don't bother me that the safeties are the leading tacklers. Are the, but you're not tackling. Because guess what? Once again, we're not going for the sure tackle anymore. We're going for the turnover. You can see guys just swiping at the ball, yeah. guys running. So now you got to get back to basic fundamentals in the middle of a season after a bye week. Uh, did, pull up who we playing, man. You got Oh, yeah. you got uh, the, the, the Packers coming up. The Packers coming out, out of the bye week. Uh Okay, the Packers. You got uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, uh, that's who I'm worried about. Because what, Jacksonville? Uh, Then it's uh, the Giants with Barkley. The the thing is, Colts with uh, you playing teams. Top rusher. See, this is this this is what I'm saying. You're going to play teams that is equal to your talent, and your question is what we do in the playoffs. My question during the regular season is, what do we do when we play? Talent that is equal to us or better, where it's going to come down to coaches not making certain calls, players not doing certain things. In this case, we can't have that bad boo-boo ball at the end of the half. Mm -hmm. In this case, we have to tackle. Do we going to get beat because that team is equal or better than us? That's what I'm waiting on. See, I'm going to go along with the, oh, we flying high, half a hundred, oh, the 40 burger. I'm going along with everybody else. But my question going to remain, during the regular season, what do we do against teams that have equal talent or better? Philadelphia, what happened? And most people, Napa Bay, and people, and people will say, "Here's I'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate." The rebuttal will be, as it's been, "Oh, well, we had Cooper Rush." That's going to be the rebuttal. Is that mm-hmm. well, we, we had Cooper, Cooper Rush with Tampa? I, I'm just saying that's what they're going to say. They're going to yeah. say they're, they're going to say that Tampa was an anomaly, and that Philadelphia, that was we didn't have yeah, our quarterback, right. and then they're going to all revert back to saying, "If we get this game from Dak Prescott against Philadelphia, then that changes the outlook of that game." Yeah. Now we're all projecting. We don't know that. We don't. We don't. I, we don't know what quarterback's going to show up that game. I, I, I'm going to tell you. But I, I do. I do believe that if you have Dak Prescott in that Philadelphia game, it, you got a you got a much better chance. But that's going to be the rebuttal for people the, when they the, say that. The, the thing that we forget. See, when you look at the Philadelphia game. 
when you look at the Philadelphia game, you got to understand your wide receivers were not open at all. <laughs> that ain't had nothing to do with the delivery of the quarterback. That had the quarterback looking at like, ooh, well, ain't no, nothing there. I'll, let me let me make this announcement before we go to break. Uh, there's two announcements that I want to make. There's a blockbuster trade that's happened just now in the National ooh, Football League. All right. Roquan Smith, the linebacker we just faced from the Chicago Bears, has just been traded to. Uh-uh. No, it ain't. The Baltimore Ravens. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Roquan Thank Smith you. has been traded to the Baltimore Ravens per all of them. Everybody's yeah. saying it. Rap sheet. Everybody's yeah, everybody. At rap sheet. Uh, whoever. What, uh, anybody else? No, that's they got it. A right. second and a five. A second and a second. Mm. Second round and the fifth round yeah, pick for Roquan Smith. But I want to say this before we go to break. This is this is a stat that I, I saw from R.J. Ochoa from the where's he at the Atlantic? I don't know what he works. Whoever he works for, whatever. But from R.J. Ochoa. Yeah. This this goes back to. The, the thing that I was talking about, the Cowboys being more committed to the sack than they are to – it always sounds weird when I say that because people are like, cut that out, like the sack. <laughs> They're more committed to getting the quarterback sack than they are to actually stopping the run. Through eight games last season, the Cowboys had 16 sacks and 14 turnovers. This season through eight games, the Cowboys have 33 sacks. Wow. And 13 turnovers, and you can attribute five of those 13 to last week. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that came in bunches. So it's 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 a lot lower than what we had, in the, you know, after you play the, the the Lions game. But 33, almost I double. I just want to know what the running was. Just double. And I'll say this: the scoring is down significantly. The passing is down significantly in the National Football League yeah. as a whole this year, and especially in the in the division that we play in, in the NFC, uh, it, it's, it's down uh, significantly. But yeah, those numbers go to there. Uh, blockbuster trade: Roquan Smith traded to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and a fifth. When we come, we're going to go to break. When we come back, the Cowboys are on a bye week. Our show Ravens changes a little bit. <laughs> Our show changes um, a little bit. But what I want to hear from you two guys is what is something that coaching, whether that's Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn or whoever, uh, what is something that coaches need to go in and kind of self-scout and try to improve on coming out of the bye week that you think that will help this team become a Super Bowl contender with the rest of the games that we have left? Mm. Stay right here. What this is hanging with the boys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero, guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. 
put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Welcome back to Victory Monday. We are excited. We are ecstatic that Cowboys defeated the Chicago Bears 49-29. An offensive explosion. And they even had a touchdown from one Michael Parsons. That's just, you know, what a bonehead play by Justin Fields where you think you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the fumble the happens, yeah. and you're literally yeah. right there, and you just you jump over the player, not touch them down. That's sometimes where, you know, young players, they have these mentally brain farts at times and thinking, this ain't college no more. You, yeah. ain't in, you ain't in Kansas no more. <laughs> you know, I know you went to Ohio State. Please don't text me and tweet me and be like, you went to Ohio State. That's <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know you know what's coming, but yeah. this ain't Kansas. You ain't in Kansas no more, my guy. Right. You got to touch the guy down. Micah Parson does what he does, hustle and effort, gets to fumble, takes it back for a touchdown to help the Cowboys extend their lead. 49-29, the Cowboys defeat the Bears, uh, and they head into their bye. Now, for most of the guys, when you head into the bye, it's, you know, I need to get some rest. I need to get uh, some of these ailments healed up. Um, I need to reset. I need to get my mind away from football. Uh, you saw Micah Parsons come in and out of this game more than you've seen him kind of, you know, all season yeah, long. Yeah, he looked pretty gassed there. Yeah, he time. looked gassed. He was sitting on the side. Some may say that Micah has a little bit of diva in him. But when you see the effort that he puts out there, a lot of times it's hard yeah. to question that. Uh, but, he walks the walk. Yeah, he does walk the walk. And I guess when you are that good, you can have a little defense in you. But he seemed like a guy who needs to be uh, put on in a hyperbaric chamber and just let him heal. Mm-hmm. Or, or one of those baths that – remember in that movie – Right uh, quick, like, yes, let me ask him. Hey, get this stat. Let me know how much they're – what's the time of possession – on average, for this oh, team. For this team. Yeah, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. That Jesse. bath that Annalena Jolie took, you know, she went to refresh. What was that? It was that gun movie where they made the gun. Yeah. Bullet, was, yeah. Whatever that yeah. was. They need Wanted. to get in one of those baths. That's what it yeah. yeah. need to get in one of those baths where he can Angelina rejuvenate. Jolie in the they put it, they put it in wax. Yeah. They put it in, in wax. wax. Yeah. Yeah. Put Angelina in wax. Yeah. Get in the tub with Angelina. <laughs> See, see that don't. Yeah, he'll probably be really tired after that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I might rejuvenate you though. You yeah. let a couple of those things off in there. Um, but I asked you guys before the break, and uh, while Kurt, you're looking that up, I'll start with you, Nate. Um, offensively, cause that's the that position that you played in your time in the, in, in the NFL. Between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, when they sit down during this bye week before they get a chance to go break and be, spend time with their significant others or by themselves, however they want to spend it. What is something that you think that they need to collectively sit down and work on and, and improve in or change or overhaul or 
tighten up offensively that will be able to help this Cowboy team. Well, the, for me, they got to bring in okay. Coach Coach, Coach Fieldman and continue to just invent, invent ways to run the ball so they won't just be looking the same, invent ways to have positive downhill runs, not, not, not the reverse thing. Just get together and clean up the, the games, the tackle stunts, the down-down where the defense man come down, the defense tackle come down, linebacker come Just make sure you clear because it's going to come a point where we're going to have to pass. And so we got to be clean and we got to be right. We got to get our right tackle right. Because it's going to be a series where we're going to go seven to eight passes straight in a row to try to get back in the game. So he's got to be set. So better work on the techniques of your offensive line with Coach Fieldman. Find out a few more ways how to run the ball. Uh, do you have that for Time me? Time of possession for the Cowboys is 27 minutes, 36 seconds, which is second to last. Mm. I try to tell people. And I'll, I'll I'll do I'm playing devil advocate a little caveat, five weeks of that, you had Cooper Rush at quarterback. Hmm. Okay, finish. Uh, all of that. Well, yesterday they only had 27 minutes. True. So that was, that, that was our, our, our big dog. Yep, 40 million. We, you mentioned something. Look at where all our injuries are really based on, and it's where defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Thirty two mm-hmm. plus. Minutes a game. Hmm. Good point. If we don't, if we started yesterday six for six at halftime on third downs. We finished the game with nine and eleven, but we jumped out so far and we put we put the Bears back in the game till it hurt us. But they never abandoned the run, so that's forty nine physical. We getting after your defense that hurts. Mm-hmm. So our offensive line coach. Our head coach and our offensive coordinator got to find find ways to make sure we take advantage of every uh, possession and get the most out of that possession. Nick Saban is great at it. Uh, this this guy for the New York Giants, they they good at it. Brian Dayball, yeah, yeah. Get all you can out of every possession because the strength is your defense. Get every ounce out of that offensive play. And that right there allows your defense. If they can, if I just imagine if our defense played twenty eight minutes a game, how devastating an impact they would be. Mm. And so, that's what they have to do: find out ways to get the most out of every offensive play. We we can't play uh, uh, gambler football anymore if we expect to get to the next level. And so, and I'm gonna go with you defense too. Or you want to go? No, to I'm Kurt? gonna let Kurt do defense. Okay. All right. No, I want to say something about the defense too. Oh, well, let Kurt say something, yeah. and then, yeah. then we'll, yeah. we'll come back to you. Yeah. Kurt, defensively, <laughs> yeah. Dan Quinn and company. What do you think? Something they have to do um, to improve to put themselves in a position to, right. to to solidify this team as being a serious Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, the easy answer is the running, stopping the run. You know, and how they do that. That's that's the big question. I mean, I don't know if it's a talent thing, if it's a mental thing of just staying in the lanes. I mean, I don't know what the answer could be there. I mean, Hankins came in yet. I was surprised how much Hankins played yesterday. 33, 33 snaps. Yeah, yeah. And, and he seemed to do, you know, he held his, considering, you know, he'd only been here a couple of days, he seemed to do all right. But I don't know if that, is that a case of, 
they ran so much because he he wasn't sure where to go in this scheme, or do other guys see him coming in and think, oh, he's got it, and we'll go rush the quarterback? Or? Hankins, Hankins and Damone Clark yesterday played some significant, significant yeah. snaps. Damone Clark, who just came off the neck fusion, uh, has been elevated. He came out of that 21-day window. He played a lot of snaps yesterday. I thought he had some good plays. thought he had some bad plays. Couldn't get off blocks. But that also could have contributed when you have the, the guy who's in the middle of that defense and up front and then the guy who's behind him at middle yeah, linebacker yeah. both trying to struggle to you know, get off blocks and stuff like that. Could, could have contributed. But, Nate, go ahead. The, the, these guys, it, it's on the players. I mean, Bohannon, uh, Hankins, Gallimore, Tristan here, that's their job. Do your job. Do your job. Oh, stop looking across the fence. You you not you not that freak this boy talk about, the Jesse talk about. You're not number 90. Do your job. As the as we play the better teams, you're gonna have to earn the right. To rush the passer. That means offensively, we got to give them every opportunity to rush that pass by having a lead. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a lead, if we're even with most teams, they already know our. They already know the kryptonite. They already know that the run is what's going to separate them from us. We got to take that away. If we don't ever defensively take that away, we'll be sitting right here. Well. And Jesse will be saying, well, y'all, hey, we, we ruined it in the playoffs again. And I'm going to be like, well, you could have saw that if we would have just watched the teams we played during the season. Yeah, yeah. Every team that has had equal ability as athletes, we have lost that game. Right. Now, and I'm not taking nothing away from what happened yesterday. 40 burger, uh, hey, go to Waterburger wherever you want to go eat. Don't go to Whataburger. But I promise <laughs> you this right here. Better teams are coming. And if we don't play smart offensively and defensively, well, talk, it's not going to work. Talking about the real quick before we get out of here. I mean, tomorrow's a trade deadline. Do they need to fix some of these problems with the move? Quickly, Jess. That's yeah, go get a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> that's quickly enough. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, listen up. We're going to be switched up this week. Every one of us has a different show that we'll be doing. That we'll be enhancing. That will be it. They they always want us to go and do other yeah, shows. So well, that we can we'll bring the other shows up. They want they they want this energy and this juice yeah. spread across the Gooch juice spread across <laughs> all of the landscape. So they want to do that this week. So we'll be uh, we'll be only working uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll have Thursday and Friday off. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes. So uh, see us on all of our platforms. I don't know where we'll be. We'll be around. Uh, I'm nine tomorrow morning. I'm. Think two o'clock, and then you're oh, still here. You're still, here, yeah. same time, same place. So yeah, Kurt still be here, and they'll allow some people they, to come they, in and learn they, from they us. I know we work together. Though. They, it's all good. They, yeah. they they got it. They want this thing spread around a little bit, man. But um, yeah, the Cowboys had a great victory. They go into the bye. They get a chance to rest up and recharge themselves. Who would have thunk it? Six and two at the bye week when you had to deal five weeks with the backup quarterback. I mean that is remarkable. That. And this team has done. Think far and exceeding well, well as we thought they would, and that's a good thing that you can build on that and continue this thing coming out of it. You got to finish out the NFC North with games against the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. I know that Aaron Rodgers and company isn't playing well, but there's something about a team that at times mm-hmm. just has your number. Axe go LA when they, when they had to play the 49ers. I don't care how it is, they just always have their number. So the Cowboys need to get healthy, come back, refocus, and, and come out of this thing humming. Uh, because this thing's going to come down to the end of the season. It's going to come down. It's going to be a two-horse race in this NFC. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to find yourself losing games that you should be winning, and that's dropping you in the standings at the end of the year. So you may have to go on the road and play somebody that you don't want to play in a one-game scenario. But Cowboys win. 
that's a huge, huge, huge accomplishment for those guys. Great this point of the season. Now they got to just finish this thing out too. I want to say shout out to Chris Brown and his wife, Danielle. They just got the keys to their brand new house. Congratulations to you all. Be safe tonight. Halloween trick or treat safely. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't just be out there willy nilly. Stay off the roads as you possibly can. If you're giving out candy corn, your house should be egged. <laughs> Completely egged if you're giving out candy corn. Candy corn is the worst candy that you could ever give out on uh. Halloween. So for all of you who like candy corn, or give out candy corn. I hope your house gets egged and TP'd tonight. For Nate oh. Newton, for Kirk Daniels, man, for happy, Chris, happy Raven, happy trick or treat Raven. For, for yeah. Chris, Lord Lee, Jesus, for, man. For audio, for audio jazz, for brother Willie. Why we couldn't uh, have got Raven? I, I, Why we couldn't have got Rokon? Rokon, well, we got Micah. I am Jesse Holly. This is hanging with the, we still got time. Jerry might do something in the midnight hour. This is Jesse Holly. We are we are hanging with the boys. We appreciate you. We love you. We together will see you next Monday as you guys uh, uh, enjoy the show throughout the landscape of, of, of the dot-com network. We out this piece. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?